you know, back to your discovery call point, I think that most people don't realize like how important do you think the discovery call is now that you've kind of been trained on how to do it? And how does your approach different? Oh, 100%. You need it every single time. You can't skip over questions, even the uncomfortable questions. So divorces or bankruptcies or child support payments, stuff like that is huge. And you get out in front of that right away. And that way, you know, will this file work right away without even seeing documents sometimes, right? You're like, oh, I don't know if that's going to work. We still, I generally take the application anyway, just to see how I can help, even if it's going to be yeah, a year. There might be some nuance to it and there might be some wrinkle, but you're right. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful mortgage brokers. Join your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Hey, Scott Peckford here. Welcome to the Rookie Mortgage Broker Podcast. Every Friday, I interview a rookie who's making waves in the mortgage industry. Today, I have Ryan Delisle. Ryan is a mortgage broker, went through our Rookie to Rockstar program, and prior to working with us, he'd spent a couple of years trying to get his mortgage business going wasn't sure, didn't have a plan. And so we gave him a plan, showed him how to not only build a list of real estate agents, but then how to present to them in a way that generates referrals. And Ryan just recently graduated, funded his 10th mortgage. A couple of takeaways from my conversation with him, he shares a file that didn't work for him, what he learned from it. And of course, you guys, as you know, if you're new, there's a thousand and one ways to lose a file. And so it's always about trying to you know, mitigate those from happening to you. And he just shares about some of the lessons that he's learned in this first year of working with us and helping him get his business going. I think you're gonna enjoy this conversation with Ryan. Before we jump into that, let me give a shout out to our title sponsor, Finmo. Finmo is a Canadian mortgage application document collection submission platform designed specifically for Canadian borrowers and brokers. It's very easy to use. So it's easy for the brokers. It's easy for the borrowers. Once they start filling out the application, it's got something called Smart Docs. It figures out what documents they need, which is super slick. When you get the application, you can search a tool called Lender Spotlight, which allows you to search all the rates and guidelines. It's very robust. And then when you go to hit submit, it also pulls all the key information from the application into the submission notes called Smart Submission Notes. And it'll even remind you, hey, don't forget, you said you're sending it to this lender. Here's something you need to be aware of. So the whole idea is to help you save time and make sure you're not wasting, you know, sending files off to places where they're not going to fit. Check out finmo at lendesk.com and check out this conversation with Ryan. Hey, Ryan, welcome to the show. Hey, Scott. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, it's awesome. And so tell me a little bit about yourself and where you're from. So born and raised in Hamilton, Ontario, currently living in Ancaster with my beautiful wife and two children. And how large is Ancaster? I don't know, like population? Population. No, Here square miles. How many square meters is it? Like, <laughs> what a random question. What is the square meters? Um, you know what? I have no idea, Scott. <laughs> okay. I just It's not a large place though, right? No. I mean, it's amalgamated with Hamilton. So considering, I don't <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. Well, you know matter. what? It's only 40,000 people in Ancaster. I thought it would have been much larger than that. Okay. So is your business coming from Ancaster or from Hamilton or, every, or all over? Uh, all over. I actually just finished a file. Clients are moving from Sudbury into Quebec. Right. Okay. So yeah, that's a great part about being a mortgage broker versus a realtor. You are geographically restricted to some degree unless you want to get in your car and drive to another area that you don't know. So what got you into the mortgage business? So I was working for a company where the owner was doing private lending. And that was the first window to seeing what he did. He had a mortgage agent bring him files and I got talking to him a little bit and what he does and how hard he works and the crux of his business. And when COVID hit, I got laid off and, and kind of switched gears. And so what was your previous career? I was in sales for the okay, majority selling, of what yeah. selling? We manufactured beverage coasters for bars and restaurants, breweries. Okay. So like when you go to a bar and they give you the little thing with like yeah. the logo and something on it. 
And then, so this guy had enough money after doing all that to invest in private mortgages. He must've done well then. Yeah, he was doing very well for himself, for sure. Smart guy too. Yeah. Okay. So did you jump in full-time, part-time? What was your sort of path there? So I got laid off from there and then took the Remit course and kind of jumped in full-time September of 2020. Okay. And then when did you end up joining us? Do you remember when that was approximately? It was about 13 months afterwards. So I would say October-ish of 2021, October, November. And so tell me about when you jumped into this, did you go full-time, part-time? Were you trying to do other stuff on the side or like from that, especially that no. first year? No, full-time, full-time, 100%. Okay. Was there any point that you uh, questioned or, you know, hey, was this the right industry or like, how has that been? Yeah, earlier on when I was at a different brokerage, I just found that, you know, the phone wasn't ringing and I wasn't doing anything to make the phone ring. So it was kind of, hey, is this going to be for me? Because I wasn't doing anything to make the phone ring, which is not right. the way to go about it. Now, when you're starting out, even in this market, now you got to ring somebody else's phone. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And so what else surprised you about the mortgage business coming from a different sales background? Just how hard it was. You know, there's guys out there that are doing it and they're very successful at it. And seeing them do it, you're like, well, why can't I be that way? And how difficult it is to get started. And again, like the phone just doesn't ring. You can post on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, hey, I'm a mortgage agent, but 90% of your followers don't care. And they don't even see you in that light. Right. It's Ryan from high school or Ryan from golf or Ryan from, right. you know, wherever. So it's difficult Ryan to transition. Your stint in prison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, my cellmate. We were kidding. keeping that to ourselves, Scott. Thanks. Yeah, shoot. Right. Everyone else was talking about that. Uh, um, <laughs> we, we both did time at Alcatraz. Um, so, okay. So can you share a file that you lost when you started out, but now that you wouldn't lose today? Because there's a thousand one ways to lose a file. And I always love when, not because I want to make you relive a painful moment, but there's a lesson for people if they are paying attention. Yeah, no, there's a couple of different ones that I had thought about. So the one, the guy ghosted me and then I finally did get a hold of him. And I you know, was just asking him how things went with uh, the lender that he did choose. And he's like, yeah, I didn't want to go through you because I didn't know how much you charged. And, you know, not knowing that he didn't know that, you know, we don't charge mortgage agents. We do in very exceptional. Yeah, correct. So on the A side, it's generally, no, generally, right? no, we don't. Right. So now doing, uh, listening to Ryan Wiley, he gets out in front of that almost right away in his discovery call. So just something yeah. that easy is like, you know, I would say nine out of 10 of the people that I talk to don't know that. They're like, well, what do you charge or how much is it? Or, you know, what is your fee? Or they think that it gets added on to the mortgage, which again, on the A side, that doesn't happen. So just getting right, out in right. front of that was huge. My other answer to that is my Polish file that everybody knows about, but I, I don't have an answer as far as how I could have done things differently. It was just one right. that stung. Right. So tell me the scoop on that one. The Polish file, you don't remember that one? So that was where we were getting an exception because the clients were in Poland, but they were the Canadian accounts, Canadian driver's license, you know, everything matched up, but they were in Poland at the time and they're buying investment property for family that was here. And we had permission to sign remotely. Right. Yes, I remember that now. Yeah. 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 And, and so then they, the they yanked it at the end. They changed the yeah. price. No, we're not letting you do it. And so then whatever happened to that file just fall apart? Nah, no, they ended up getting funding through another lender and they got a little extension on... Closing? With the seller. Yeah, sorry. They got like a four-day extension and they were able to get it done directly through a branch, which right. was good. Yeah, at the so end of the day, they got taken care of and it was nice. But like I lost a referral partner that I thought was going to be a solid referral partner and, and a right. good client. Yeah, that always sucks when those things happen. I mean, that's outside of your control. And then, as I said, a thousand one ways to lose a file, having it yeah. out, out of province. And then even getting the approval to the exception and then somebody yanking the approval when you were already told that and then not being able to fight back because there's not much you can really do. Yeah, that um, one's done. 
Yeah, I agree. I don't think there's much, you know, back to your discovery call point. I think that most people don't realize like how important do you think the discovery call is now that you've kind of been trained on how to do it? And how does your approach different? Oh, hundred percent. You need it every single time. You can't skip over questions, even the uncomfortable questions. So divorces or bankruptcies or child support payments, stuff like that is huge. And you get out in front of that right away. And that way, you know, will this file work? right away without even seeing documents sometimes right you're like oh i don't know if that's going to work we still i generally take the application anyway just to see how i can help even if it's going to be yeah, a year there might be some nuance to it and there might be some wrinkle but you're right like the more questions you ask you know what i've found that works really well for asking sort of uncomfortable questions of somebody you just met you know is putting a softener in front of her hey do you mind if i ask you know something yeah. like just a phrase like that just, just sounds better than so how much do you make? Are you divorced? You know, you would, yeah. it doesn't feel to be it's like an interrogation, value your papers, you know, like show, yeah. I mean, it's not like a Gestapo interrogation. It's a conversation, but we do have to ask these questions or we really can't do our job. You're like, no. you're a doctor who doesn't want to ask about the rash that you're like, I don't want to ask about that because it's awkward, but I can't properly diagnose you if I don't ask the question. So just get over it and ask the dang questions. hundred so, percent. Um, yeah. And it's yeah, much that's, easier that's down the road. Yeah. yeah. And because then you actually look like a professional instead of going, Oh my gosh, I got caught on something that I shouldn't have because I could have either stick handled it or avoided it. You can't do that if you don't go down yourself. All right. So there's kind of two distinct skills. I always say as a mortgage broker, you got to learn sales and underwriting, which has been harder for you. Oh, the underwriting, 100%. I still right. struggle with, I don't know. I don't find being new. I don't know if we get a lot of slam dunk files, so to speak, or if they're just not even out there, but uh, there's certainly there just- There aren't every... slam dunk files at the moment. Like no. I just think that there's a lot less of them currently. Every file just seems to have just something and everybody's different, right? Everybody's situation's different. Right. I think that's why they haven't been able to replace underwriting with like, you know, a software program where it's like, you'd think they should be able to decision this. It's like binary one plus one is, but right. It's so nuanced and mm -hmm. uh, it's still fairly complex. Um, yeah. I think we can get AI assisted underwriting, probably not ready for full AI underwriting yet, but uh any case, okay, so for you, then what's been your biggest kind of takeaway from you know, going through the 100 day challenge, being part of the brokerage? What was the most helpful part? So, I mean, the four slides was fantastic. Even how to deal, like Stevie D, how to deal with uh, rejection or what to say, you know, if you do get rejected or, hey, I already have a mortgage agent that I'm working with or I only work with sellers, that kind of stuff. There's always just something. You don't have to take the no and walk away with your uh, tail between your legs, so to speak. And your hat that in your was, hand and being like, oh, sorry, I, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you don't have an answer, I always describe it like you're playing ping pong and the other person puts a spin on the ball and if you don't know how to return the spin... That's right. You're going to lose points. And so knowing how to respond, like you'll be in a small percentage of people because 80 to 90% of your competition has no clue how to handle it. No, or they, they don't they either don't handle it at all or they handle it completely incorrect. And so it doesn't really work. So what's been the best source of business for you? Referral partners, real estate agents, for sure. And following up with them constantly, you know, I would say every other week I speak to them. Right. And I probably have yeah. 15 or 20 that I call regularly. And sometimes it's just trying to connect about different things and talk about the market and, and how that's going. A lot of them are saying that they're slow right now. And then some of them are out there literally door knocking. Right. And, right. and relating to them. Which they haven't done that in a long time. No, no. And I've even offered to go door knocking with them. Right. Yeah. I mean, my brother did that for a bit. He's a realtor in Calgary. He just got his license not long ago and he started doing the door knocking thing. And there's a level of like, I'd say, Stand-up comedy is the highest level of, in terms of getting up and saying, make me laugh. Yeah. If you don't, I'm going to heckle you. <laughs> the second thing would be below though would be door knocking because like stand-up comedy is like rejection where a whole bunch of people are rejecting. That's like one to many, right? Door knocking is like, it's rejection, but I see your eyeballs and it's like, Ugh. and then the next below that would be the phone. So if you're willing to do the door, 
the phone stuff is easy because it's like, yeah. you know, click next, move on. It's not like you got to walk down the person's driveway and in the walk of shame, you know, oh, <laughs> a bit sucked. So have your realtor friends been finding door knocking? Has it been working? Not so mixed, you know, some of them it is working and some of them it's not. Some of them are getting their door slammed. Some of them are having great conversations. Some of them are stuck in conversations with the older folks that don't necessarily want to move right now, but might want to move in a year or two. So, you know, you get stuck talking for 20, 30 minutes at a time. They're telling me, which is great though at the same time, because maybe they'll remember your name, right? Ideally you get their contact information and put them into your database. And, and, away and you they go. follow up. Yeah, yeah. Follow up somehow. Like that doesn't require you knocking on their door again. So exactly. Uh, that's great. So what kind of tips or advice would you give somebody who's new? I'm just curious. You have to pick up the phone. I still struggle with it almost daily, but you have to pick up the phone and going through the hundred day challenge and knowing who to call and, and that triangle of trust is just so key. I mean, I was doing cold calls before joining with you guys and literally it was like, Hey, I'm a mortgage agent. And they're like, okay, great. I'm like, Oh, Hey, do you guys want to do business together? Nope. I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. Right. And that was it. I didn't have like zero game, nothing. Right. What kind of story do you tell you? So how do you talk to yourself? What's your like head game before you start doing it? Well, if, honestly, if I want to continue the lifestyle that I have or want, you know, I'd like to play golf at a private golf club. I'd like to travel a little bit. I'd like to go places with my kids. I'd like to put food on the table for my kids. I have lists upon lists posted on my wall of like, you know, here, you want to travel to here? Well, there's a picture of it. And if you don't pick up the phone, and make 10 calls a day. And that's not a lot. If you think about it, 10 calls a day, it could literally take you a half an hour. A lot of the times they don't pick up, just leave a nice message and then put them on yeah. the follow-up for, for the following week, right? Yeah, I totally agree. It's important to get clear on why it matters because you don't get clear on why it matters. It's like, yeah, you know, so I think that's really good that you've gotten clarity on that. Okay, so I'm going to ask some rapid fire questions. You can answer with shorter answers if you like. What's one thing people can't find out about you from Google? Other than the fact that we both did three years in prison together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody's aware of that one, Scott. Though. Nobody's aware of that one. But other I mean, than that, what's another one? <laughs> I guess if you dug deeply enough, you would know that I played competitive golf for 20 years, but it's deep down in the... Uh... So, oh, what's your handicap? Currently, it's probably three or four-ish, but it was good before, or better than three or four. I used to be a scratch. I've won a provincial title. I've competed in club championships and won club championships, stuff like that. Okay, so we nothing... ever do a golf tournament, you're on my team. Sweet. <laughs> I call I, you, I call dibs. I call you. I call dibs. And uh, my brother-in-law is also pretty good. He's not a scratch golfer anymore, but he's still a single digit. You know, I love playing basketball with people like that because then I just need to hit a. Yeah, I can hit a couple good shots and drink beer. So, what's a movie everybody should watch at least once? Stand by Me is my go-to all-time mm. favorite movie. I watched it with my kids a little while ago. It was great. Some of these old movies are actually really good. Yeah. Um, have you ever watched The Wire, the TV series? I have not actually. Is that the one that's like set in Baltimore? Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, heard about I somebody. And I started watching it. I'm like, I swear this was like a documentary, but it's so real that you're like, are they even acting? So I, I just, I've been hearing about it. So yeah, it's a. I have heard really good things. Is that it's also based something about prison as well? Um, no, it's like basically a police show oh, okay. in uh, Baltimore and like the I can't I don't know when it was, but I literally felt like I was watching a documentary. I was like, the writing in this is so good. Wow. That, you know, and I, I like shows that have good writing. Good writing can cover and acting can, you don't need to spend a ton of money to make something. For sure. But anyway, I'll have to uh, check that out. What are three software programs or digital tools you can't run your business without? Finmo, Jungo. Yeah. I hope I'm saying that right. It might be Jungo and yeah. Trello. Okay. So obviously the Finmo, I get the application. Jungo, mm -hmm. Jungo, what are you using that for? And then what are you using Trello for? Because I would thought that you'd use Trello or Jungo would replace Trello. Or are you using for different things? So I'm not very tech savvy. So you probably use one for both, if you will. But I use 
Jungo to remind me and remind clients and send out email blasts directly from Jungo. Mm-hmm. Whether it be like Jungo is really cool because you can do like a follow up for a potential buyer to somebody who's already has their mortgage. Birthday emails are nice. I still call people on their birthdays. I might be kind of chance, but uh, I've gotten some good response from that. So I still do that. And then Trello, I just follow along with my realtors. So I put them right. in different cards and, you know, whether they need to be followed up or they're A plus realtors. I see. Or, so let's say you manage your realtor sort of people that you're going to follow up with. with the, yeah. With the and I wasn't using that probably three months ago and I didn't have a clue what I was doing. And then you guys kept talking about it and talking to uh, some other guys on the team. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Maybe there's some uh, useful things that I could be uh, using here. Right. I like tools that are easy to use. Like Trello is definitely, Trello not, like, is, it's not like you've got to, you know, have a PhD and it's fairly intuitive. So yeah, it's very user-friendly. So what's the best advice you received as a new mortgage broker? One that's installed with uh, our underwriters all day, every day is no docs, no talk. Yeah. That's obviously huge because on paper, like it's amazing how many people don't actually know how much money they make. Yeah. And sometimes they overvalue what they make and then sometimes even undervalue what they make and coming to the underwriting room. And, and Usually it's over though, honestly. It's like people talk about yeah, the golf game. But, They're like, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm a bogey golfer. And you are like, you don't look like a bogey golfer, Scott. You look like a, a bogey and a half or something. Yeah. <laughs> I look like a hundred shooter. A hundred. Yeah. You're more like a 98 kind of golfer, break a hundred. So knowing what you know now, is there anything you would do differently if you're starting over again tomorrow? Join you guys a lot sooner. I mean, I was supposed to join in August and I delayed it and then wasn't going to come at all. And then decided, no, I better get over there. And I probably delayed it by three months. And I would say those three months probably put me back six months. Like, Right. I wish yeah, I would have joined. Well, so. the great part is you're here now. You found a group. Yeah. You know, you're starting to hit your stride. So that's awesome, man. So I'm curious, where can people find you online if they're looking for you? So my website is delilemortgages.com. You can certainly find me there. And Facebook is probably one of the best or Instagram at Delisle yeah, Mortgages. Delisle Mortgages. Awesome, man. Well, hey, thanks for coming to chat with me, Brian. I'm glad <laughs> that you're finding a groove and hopefully you get out golfing a bit. You know, well, the season's almost over now, but get out golfing some more. And sometime in a tournament, you're going to be on my team. So we're going to Fantastic. Be, uh, I'll come out west for that. I'd love it. Yeah. It'll be awesome. Okay. Thanks, man. Great. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Scott. I really appreciate it. Hey, thanks again for listening to this episode with Ryan. Hopefully you got a couple ideas, takeaways for your business. If you're like, hey man, how do I get my business going? I feel like I'm not making the progress I'd like. I encourage you to go check out rookie2rockstar.ca. I have a webinar there where I walk you through exactly how we help rookies build a referral-based business, even in this market. Go check it out at rookie2rockstar.ca. And thanks again for listening to this episode. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.